The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. are you? I am good, sir. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. It's, um, you know, it's summertime. It's We're having a bit of a respite up here. How are you guys doing down there? Oh, it's hot. There is no respite. From, from, from the heat wave, we had a we had some just nasty days, but you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, um, you're still in the midst of oh, it Oh, yeah. We're swimming in the heat. All right. Well, I, I will attempt to send some of my cool your way. Oh, please do. I could <laughs> definitely use some chill. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh-huh. Like, so I did. My, my cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we are Those Guys With Ships. And this is episode number 120 of our show. This is the Versecast. It is the best damn Star Citizen podcast. In this show, we do discuss development news to do with the best damn space sim. That is Star Citizen. Today is August 1st, 2946. Your performance may vary. Uh, before we get started, a, a personal hanger note, Jimmy. Um, Godspeed, Killer Attack Cat. Ah, Killer Attack Space Cat. You see, I can't even get his name right. Um, uh, I've talked about him on the show uh, occasionally over the last couple of years, and uh, he moved on to his reward this last week, and uh, he is missed. So um, uh, I, I'm, I'm interviewing four new sidekicks here uh, in the in the Gleep Studios. So. I, I was going to say, to clarify, for those of you out in podcast land, uh, Gleep uh, just uh, suffered a loss of, uh, of a family... Uh a family companion, a family member, if you will. How long uh, did you have said Kitty? Um, we got him in 2000, so 16 years, and he was full grown then. So um, uh, I'm guessing he was somewhere around 18 years old. So he had yeah, long, good, full life. Yep. Um, yep. And, and it was time. It was time. So um, sadness, we has it, but uh, life goes on, and uh, the bitter makes the sweet uh, that much better. Absolutely. He will be missed. He will be missed. All right, and uh, but speaking of happy health news, uh, Mr. Ben Lesnick is back home. He was in the hospital for a fair amount of time, and uh, he went home a little bit more than a week ago, and we are glad that he is doing better. Um, as of this last weekend, he was still home recuperating, but we uh, we all hope he can return to work soon because, you know, we need him, Jimmy. It's true. It's true. And uh, yay, glad to see that Ben is better. You know, he's in charge of the ships. So. It's true. We need to get him back behind that desk. That for the ships and other reasons, which we will get to later. Um, and uh, just uh, one more personal note, uh, because I've been whining about it for so long, I finally broke down and got me a new graphics card. And boy, howdy, what a difference it's made. So let me ask you, what was your old graphics card? My old graphics card was an NVIDIA GTX 670, which in its day was actually a pretty nice card. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, um, uh, you know, I guess uh, we had talked about, I think we had talked about it on the other show, that uh, NVIDIA and AMD are kind of in this uh, this battle right now for a lower price point, uh, high performance uh, card. Right. Or for that market, and uh, I can't remember the n- the number of the one. Is it a four seventy or something like that, or that AMD released? But anyway, um, Nvidia released uh, this last week the GTX ten sixty, which uh, if you get it from one of their resellers uh, like EVGA and what are some of the MSI, uh, it's only two hundred fifty bucks. Um, six gigabytes of the VRAM on it, and uh, man, it's made a huge difference. It's I'm most surprised, actually, by the improved ship handling, which, you know, you you would think, huh, that's kind of curious. But then I guess it makes sense because what we perceive as handling, Richard Fingers, uh, is in its basic sense a function of efficient visual rendering. And so you get a better card, it renders better, um, it's more responsive, it controls better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, um, as you know, very excited. As you know, I I recently upgraded my PC and I got a, a GTX 1070. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, the higher end performance card, and I gotta tell you, man, um, yeah, it, it's. I don't know if you're experiencing this, but for me, the game went from looking like a game to looking like a, a CG film. Yeah, it, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just really noticeable. The frame, obviously, the frame rate's better. It's, it's a lot smoother. Everything, um, the textures look a lot better. But holy cow, I mean, what a difference! Let me ask you this: I was in game. And I tried to put my graphics on ultra, and it just stayed on low. Do they have them locked at low right now? Were you- Not as far as I know. Um, I have mine on, on ultra, I believe, and it's stuck there. Um, I do believe that there... God, I saw something in uh, in an article somewhere talking about, in 2.5, them fixing... Actually, it was in our forums. Um, there was a... Um, uh, a patch notes, two point five patch notes leak of some sort. I don't, I don't know exactly the context of it, but um, they talked about fixing uh, a situation, a bug where uh, when you made a change to your uh, your fidelity, that it wouldn't stay. So maybe, maybe ah, that's, that's that's it. Yep, and that's got to be it. So maybe in two point five that is going to be uh, resolved for you. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be great. I had um, in my old rig, I had a radon, radon. Uh, I want to say two two ninety. Okay. So a bit older as well, um, but uh, it served me well. I mean, my you know the thing is the game did played fairly well. The frame rates weren't that bad, but mm-hmm. wow, yeah, what a difference. Um, and I'm doing the uh, the MSI uh, GeForce oh. uh, the oh. GeForce ten seventy. Now, how many how many of the gigabytes uh, of the VRAM do you have? Uh, I believe it is twelve. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa, man, that is that is hefty. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I you know I'm I was not able. I have three monitors and was using Nvidia Surround uh, for other games like for Arma and um, uh, you know Borderlands. Uh, other games would would perform just fine right. uh, in in Nvidia Surround, but I couldn't do that for Star Citizen. It was just it. Really, uh, you know, just chugged. It was. It's eight, um, actually. Sorry, not twelve. Eight. Okay. Um, and but now with um, with the the ten sixty, I'm able to play uh, Star Citizen in surround, and it's um, uh, ah, it makes it makes it so much more funnerer. Yeah, no, totally. I um, beautiful thing. I went. I was in game long enough to just kind of test the graphics. Um, you know, I was kind of in hangar running around. Uh, and then, and, you know, because, you know, you, you spend kind of a, a weekend, you know, kind of getting your rig back up to speed. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I had installed, um, uh, I'm actually going to start playing WoW a little bit again. 
um, which is, yeah. yeah, just a little bit. You know, the, the missus and I have been looking for something to play together. Um, she's playing Overwatch, but she's playing it on PlayStation. And so ah. I don't, I feel bad. I don't want to, you know, take her away from all of her friends who are also playing on PlayStation. So we kind of landed on WoW with the new expansion coming out. So, but, you know, Star Citizen H1Z1 and World of Warcraft. And, of course, H1Z1 and WoW, I had the graphics cr- cranked all the way up to high across the board. And they look phenomenal. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, this coming weekend is the big Star Citizen day. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll remap the throttle and kind of really settle into um, that game and really do some serious playtesting with the new graphics card. I'm, like I said, just even just running around the hangar was huge. Like, so I really yeah. can't wait to go fly. Yeah. Well, you know, the part of the reason why I'm so happy now is because I feel like I'm ready for Squadron 42. I didn't feel like my rig was up to a spec where I would uh, um, get the maximum enjoyment from playing Squadron 42. So now that I now that I, I got what I got, I mean, I still, I mean, my computer itself is is still uh, four years old, I guess. So it's not a it's not a new um, a new computer, but uh, with the graphics card and um, uh, the chip I have, my GPU is or my CPU is not is not that bad. Uh, so um, anyway. Feeling feeling ready for them to uh, to drop that on us. So um, uh, Chris, if you're if you're listening out there, you can just go ahead and, and put that out. Right now. <laughs> you fine. just go ahead and drop that anytime now, any minute. You now. think that'll, um, that'll be fine? Just a quick aside. Do you think uh, leading into game, GamesCon, and I guess well, actually, I guess we're going to talk about that shortly. Um, yeah, I was I was going to ask your opinion on on if there'll be an announcement. You want to just jump right into it? Shall we talk CIG? Sure, absolutely. Let's do it. It. The game, the, well, there's going to be a Gamescom event, not Gamescom the convention, but a, a CIG event. So, uh, Jimmy, did you receive your invitation? I did, but I am not going to be traveling to Germany. You know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. But not quite that much of a fan. No, no, no. Um, so from the invitation, it says, "Join us on Friday, August nineteenth, as we celebrate Star Citizen at Gamescom with you, our amazing community." Hosted by Chris Roberts, watch as we showcase what we've been working on since last year's event and take a look ahead at the procedural planets system slated to come online in Star Citizen Alpha two point seven. Of course, that's not all you can expect from our Gamescom presentation, but you'll have to either be there on the night or tune in on Friday, August 19th to find out more. This year's event will take place from 8 p.m. to midnight on August 19th, 2016 at the Gloria Theater in Cologne, Germany. Now, Jimmy, Cologne is nine hours ahead of us. That means that their broadcast will be that Friday uh, beginning at 1 p.m. Pacific. Which is not at all convenient. <laughs> no, um, and even more so because I will be out of town. I actually am going back to uh, the East Coast for uh, to do some family stuff. So I will be 100% off the grid, and I will completely miss this on the 19th. Uh, well, you know, but they are good about posting this yeah. stuff up to the uh, to the YouTube, so um, I, you'll be able to see it. Um, and I, you know, I'll try to, depending upon what what things are like at the office, I'll try to sneak a, a peek or two on my phone while uh, while the boss ain't watching. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. So um, now, so remember, this is this event is different and separate from from the convention. So um, this is extra content that CIG is doing just for us, the Star Citizen enthusiasts. 
Um, and the actual convention is going to be running uh, from Wednesday the 17th. I think the, that Wednesday is like press day or something. Uh, but for the general public, it begins on Thursday the 18th and runs through Sunday the 21st. And, uh, uh of course, uh, CIG has been working really hard getting ready for, for the convention. Because um, remember, their, their booth is going to be shaped like the bridge of an Idris. That's cool. So how craziness. How cool is that? And they're going to have, um, they have some streamers that are going to be there, some, uh, some Twitch streamers. And I, I forget the, uh, the names of the individuals. Um, but uh, so that they're going to be able to play um, a special build of Star Citizen and share all of that with us um, out here on the uh, the other side of the the big blue marble. So that's very exciting, and um, uh, I, I'm guessing they're going to. Well, what what I'm, I'm hearing or what it sounds like is that Gamescom they're going to be focused on uh, 2.7 procedural um, generation. Uh, procedural planets, um, what's coming up with um, with that, and um, sort of I'll, I'll skip ahead a little bit uh, with uh, 2.6, which um, uh, they will we, we will should have by that point, uh, which is going to include Star Marine. So um, I, I'm thinking they're going to be discussing 2.7 and before features features that um, um, are being either enhanced or entirely new. Um, and then, uh, Jimmy, when we get to uh, CitizenCon in October, that's when I think we're going to get the Squadron 42. Uh, that's when I think we're going to um, uh, see a lot of reveals from that. Um, although, you know, of course, because it is uh, episodic and story-driven, um, I don't think we're going to get too much in the way of, of actual content. Uh, I think we'll probably get some peeks at mechanics and uh, the fidelity and, and uh, just, you know, the overall awesomeness of what it's going to be for us. Yeah, no, I, I you know, um, I, I'm curious as to see if they if they announce a release date for Squadron 42. The thing is, like... That would be nice. Historically, they tended to not spend a lot of money at conferences. They tend to not have a, a very over-the-top booth. Mm-hmm. So... My my thought is if they're going to have an over-the-top display like this where they're going to put people on the bridge of, the, of an Idris, mm-hmm. it feels like they're going to have a, a big announcement. The procedural uh, planet stuff is going to be amazing tech to showcase mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. but I just feel like I'm uh, just predicting that they're going to announce the release date of Squadron 42. It feels like they're at a point now where they're far enough along and they're ready to do that. We're starting to see, we talked about this previously, we're starting to see a larger influx of content um, and also um, basic system functionality in the patches. They're getting bigger and bigger. We had you know mm-hmm. persistence this go around. The next go around we have an entirely new base and a whole new you know, line of clothing and all that stuff we'll talk about in a little bit. And then mm-hmm. the patch right after that is procedurally generated planets. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's some stuff in uh, that article, too, that, that German article, that, the article from Germany, the German magazine, that we'll talk about in a minute as well, that also indicates that you know they're really kind of pushing along here, that they've kind of overcome their major blockers. And I believe, if I remember correctly, Squadron 40, or uh, Star Marine is dropping in 2.6 as well. Yes. So... Yes. A lot of the blockers, it seems, have cleared up, and as we've discussed previously, it seems like we're going to start getting flooded with content. 
All right. Well, I, I hope you're right. I'm. I'm still. I'm going to stick with my prediction. We'll see. Um, uh, we'll see who's uh, who's the the winner winner chicken dinner here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, release date um, and major Squadron Forty Two content at CitizenCon. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm hope that I hope that you're uh, that you've got it uh, got it dialed there. Yeah. That actually. Yeah. I mean, it's anybody's guess. We could just see procedurally generated planet content like a deep dive into that at Gamescom and then see the Squadron 42 announcement at uh, CitizenCon. You're absolutely right. Um, alternatively, um, you know, we might see it, you know, we might see it at Gamescom. You know, it's anybody's guess, but I think the one thing that we know for sure, major blockers have been overcome. Yeah, Chris said as much uh, in uh, ATV uh, this week. So, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, before we uh, before we we leave the excitement that will be Gamescom, I uh, did want to make a mention that a guy with ships on the Versecast forums, Mister Jamster one two three four five six seven, is organizing some in-game events to coincide with the five official days of Gamescom. So that's that's a really cool idea. And uh, Jamster, we uh, really appreciate you uh, stepping up and and putting putting this together. Uh, so please do go to our forums and check it out. I've linked the discussion thread in the show notes. Um, and so uh, go on, uh, check out the forums, uh, versecast.org. Join in on the fun. So it's um, it's going to be, uh, a lot of it's going to be um, in, in the middle of the week, but, uh, um, you, know, I, all, uh, you know, we span the globe, and I think we probably, uh, you know, as far as workday goes, we also span the clock. So... Uh, folks, uh, if there's, if when you have a chance to play, likely some another guy with ships is going to have a chance to play too. So get together and do that thing. Oh, show. All right. Well, um, we mentioned it briefly just a second ago. Uh, German PC Games, a German magazine, PC Games, uh, had an article that uh, came out. I, I think. Um, well, they, they did a visit and some interviews at Foundry 42 in Frankfurt, and uh, best I can tell, it was in late June that uh, that the uh, the actual visit happened. And uh, I think that the magazine is out for real now, but last week when some of the images and some of the article texts were leaked ahead of time, uh, of course, the interwebs uh, went, went crazy in a good way, you know, which is nice these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, um, of course, because this is a German publication, we're getting a lot of this secondhand through translations, etc. cetera. Uh, but from the Reddit post, I believe we can safely surmise that a few really cool things are Holy upcoming cow. for us soon. Holy team. cow. That's all I have to say. Holy cow. Do you want to you just hit some of these bullet points really quick? Because, holy cow. Holy cow. Um, so... With, as, as we mentioned, 2.6 Star Marine will be live. So um, it's still there on the menu in there next to Arena Commander. I just checked yesterday. Um, <laughs> so that's that's going to light up. You're going to click on it, and then you get to go in for some of the uh, the uh, FPS pew pew, which, uh, you know. That's going to be a lot of fun. That. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to um, being able to just jump in and, and really kind of get a handle on first-person shooting. I wonder if they're going to have uh, the uh, um, medical... Any medical mechanics in? I wonder if they're going to well, have, the, so. have the dragging mechanic. Remember they showed that previously where you mm-hmm, can drag mm-hmm. somebody out of the line of fire. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really curious. To or, see. or into the line of fire. Or into the line of fire, yeah. That's... yeah if, if it's Dietrich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. kidding, Dietrich. I'm, uh, I'm really curious as to see what enhancements to what we already have as uh, first-person shooting mechanics in um, in-game now in mm-hmm. um, Crusader. I'm curious mm-hmm. as to see what refinements 
um, they put in to really kind of make Star Marine ready for prime time. Like jukes. Yeah, well, I think, I think yeah, the jukes. Um, and isn't there going to be a cover mechanic too? Yeah, jukes, oh. cover mechanics, um, you know, uh, damage st- states. We, we don't have, currently have any damage states. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really gonna, really wondering what what how much they're going to pack in the Star Marine. If it's going to be a hey guys, this is a first iteration, or hey guys, you know we've we've been iterating on this for quite some time, and while I'm sure it won't be a hundred percent done, you know, will it be further along than when Arena Commander launched at first? That's the question because it seems like Crusader is what. Arena Commander was when it first launched. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the, the 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 combat at the security station. You know, or the, yeah. the PvP in Crusader seems like what you would expect the first iteration to be. So, are we going to see you know a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth iteration version of first-person shooter combat? And also, will that get patched in with two point six into Crusader? I'm assuming yes. Yeah, you would have to think. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, according to this, the staff at PC Games, uh, they got a chance to play it um, when they when they visited. Uh, so they say that Star Marine will bring us um, uh, a much more polished FPS action uh, than we currently have in in the right. uh, in the baby PU. So uh, what much more polished? And that's Richard Fingers. Exactly. How much more uh, polished are we going to get? Right. But um, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's. It's fun right now. Uh, yeah. Montiato and I were out there. We're playing uh, out at the Correa last night, and you know it, it's still fun. I mean, it's not. It's not uh, obviously there's work to be done, but you know, still enjoying it. So, anything more better is more better. Totally agree. Yeah. So, um, also uh, in the article, uh, procedural planets, 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 and the whole of the Stanton system will be coming in it. two point seven. I knew it. Remember I told you that they're gonna they're gonna release that entire system and they're gonna tie everything together in that system so that then mm-hmm. they just have to do uh, jump points and start expanding out into other systems. Mm-hmm. And all of the planets and moons will be directly approachable and surface landable. Wow. Not only that, but the thing that really blew me away, and, and I, I can, I'm assuming that, that this is accurate and correct, um, and that we'll see this, but planets and moons are revolving around the sun with naturally simulated day and night cycles. That's incredible. So if you're on a planet mm-hmm. and it is a night cycle, you will leave that planet and you'll be on the, the dark side of the sun. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just like I read that and I was like, holy cow. I mean, it's one thing to simulate a day and night cycle. It's it's another thing to simulate the the full rotation of a solar system around its sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're they've been working hard. Progress has been made. I mean, just wow. Yeah. So and uh, Chris had said uh, so we this stuff is going to be in 2.7. Will it be the final iteration of the stuff? No. Of course, no. Not. Of course not. Um, Chris will um, never. And- Chris will never be done with this game. I, I can just tell. Even when this game is ready for launch, he will continue to iterate on this game. He will continue to, to polish this game forever. Opportunities for improvement will continue to exist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But he is hoping to have the Stanton system fully playable by the end of 2016. So you know, 
Initial implementation, fully playable. Obviously, the latter is more is richer than the, than the former. Fully playable does not mean that it's done, though. Right. But it does mean that there's going to be more fun, which is good. And all the uh, all the plumbing is hooked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know that it's fully playable in that uh, you're going to have um, uh, more more stuff to do. All the stations will be there with landing zones. More jobs, more missions to do. Uh, he said, including trading, which is nice. But that doesn't mean that you know each station is going to have all of its landing pads. I mean, you know, these stations may be expanded upon later, but that there will be something in place for everything that there's supposed to be uh, something there. That's amazing. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. totally. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, they were saying that they ran 100 frames per second off a of GTX 980. Um, and this was for the planetary surface. Uh, so I thought I thought I thought they were getting forty-five. Mm, according, uh, oh, in-game performance is forty-five FPS. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, but anyway, which you know is is playable. Yeah, no, which no, is totally yeah, absolutely, and that's without optimization. Right. So that's that's you know playable. Uh, you know, I'll I'll play forty-five. You know, till the cows come home, Jimmy. So um, yeah, I guess it was. Um, so the GTX uh, 980 uh, was used with 100 frame per second on the planetary surface. So performance seemed to be uh, pretty good at that point. Um, oh, sorry, editor. Perfor- yeah, editor. Okay, performance is 45. Right, right, right. Sorry, I didn't read the entire thing. So, uh, yeah, so 45. Okay. Eh, well, you know, that's not bad. And, yeah, you're right. It's not optimized. Right. So, um, but anyway, there's, um, and I will put a, a link uh, in the show notes. Let me check. I have the show notes right here. Let me take a look. I think I have a link in there. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, to the Reddit thread that has all of this stuff. And um, uh, so go check out the pretty pictures. Uh, there is uh, a Gladius overlooking uh, some desert valley. It just, it looks amazing. Um, uh, the freelancer in atmospheric flight, uh, procedurally generated planet stills which are just beautiful and uh, speaking of beautiful you know him you love him mark hamill oh my gosh yeah gotta love mark hamill <laughs> you, you do um and then uh, one of the uh the journalists there from the pc games he's quoted as saying that what we will be seeing in the cig gamescom presentation because i guess they got to see um the content for the uh, gamescom presentation is and this is again richard fingers is going to drop some jaws to the floor nice and then um, also, it's sort of a, um, a side note, um, and I think, but I think you know, worth mentioning. One of the journalists also wrote that they were pleasantly surprised to see just how happy and grateful the employees at Foundry Forty Two are. Uh, that they're happy in their working environment and grateful to be involved in this groundbreaking project. Wait, so that's nice to hear. Wait, I'm sorry. So you're saying that the, this isn't just a big long con by Chris Roberts? Uh, well, let's just say that that's an alternative interpretation. It's an alternative reality. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. All right. Well, so very excited uh, for that information, and uh, you know, the, the, it's it's uh, the hype leading up to Gamescom. So I think uh, that uh, I know August nineteenth. I'm very excited, and um, you know, wherever you are in the world, Jimmy, I'm sure on your uh, iPhone you'll have the internet's the interwebs. So um, I'm, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll get a peek on it the day of. So oh yeah, yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll definitely be glancing. Be I'll absolutely be glad glancing for sure. All right, glancing. It's what's for dinner. 
<laughs> All right, and in speak, but speaking of, of of the cons, we had since last time we recorded Britison Con. Uh, which uh, it happened on July 23rd in Manchester, and I, I will link uh, their website in the in the show notes here. And it was a fan organized and run event, and I think it's it's so cool that this game is generating community like this that is taking it upon themselves to put together these these events. Um, and um, I guess it, it wasn't announced ahead of time, I don't think, but um, there was a developers panel, and uh, Brian Chambers from Foundry 42 in Frankfurt showed up and brought a couple. Uh, uh, of the level designers from the UK offices along, and so they uh, they had a panel discussion and, and talked about um, uh, stuff that's uh, upcoming and you know what's going on uh, for them in the development process. Uh, then they had a content creators panel, uh, which featured uh, Board Gamer, who I think uh, YouTube uh, sensation, I, I dare say, uh, who I believe was one of the uh, person, one of the people that organized the event. Uh, Super Mac Brothers, and then there were a couple of other uh, uh, streamers uh, that were. Uh, on the panel, and and they answered questions from uh, from folks in attendance. Uh, so, like I said, there's a link in the show notes, and uh, you can see and or listen to the panel discussions on Board Gamers YouTube channel or on uh, the Redacted podcast, um, which Board Gamer does with um, what uh, WTF Asaurus and uh, Twerk Seventeen is that his name? Uh, the other guy, but. Anyway, definitely check out their show. Um, guys that, that have played the game a lot know a lot about it uh, from the player's perspective, and uh, they're entertaining to listen to, too. So, win-win. And uh, I definitely for sure want to mention uh, those guys with Ship's Merchandise Update. Uh, thanks to uh, Helios for reaching out to me on the, the VerseCast website, versecast.org, and reminding me about the t-shirts. Uh, we are hoping to have something up on the website within the week, so uh, please do keep an eye out for that. Um, so the t-shirts, they are in process. They are coming soon, TM. Excitement. Yeah. So, so now, now, Jimmy, uh, you you got the Big Benny's T-shirt last time, right? I did. Yes. Yeah, I understand it went back on sale. Did you get another one? No, I think one's enough. Mm. Well, I I doubled my purchase. Uh, did you now? Yeah, I went from zero to twice at zero. Ah, very nice. So zero exactly. Saving my pennies for TGWS shirts ah. because I, I I'm guessing I'm going to have to get some with a bunch of different names on them because I've been forbidden from wearing certain named garments in certain situations so really oh yeah okay yeah mrs gleep it, it, it's well it's hard being me no you can't you know you can't you, people she show up at a, at, a, at a nice dinner party with gleep on the back and everyone's gonna be like what you mean they'll think i'm strange yeah like they don't already know me oh fair enough <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so uh, thanks again to Helios for uh, for reaching out and um, and getting me off my butt to uh, get an update on that. So coming soon. All right. Well, so uh, interesting stuff from the official contents. Uh, we had a couple of uh, ATVs uh, since uh, last time we recorded. We had the uh, the final episode of uh, episode 100, I guess it is. So. Uh, there, episode 100 was, came in four parts, and the last part was the Frankfurt Report. And uh, it featured Brad, or I'm sorry, Brad, Brian Chambers and Todd Pappy. 
Um, and so like in, in some of the other reports we had received earlier, we uh, got a studio tour. Uh, there were no spoilers. There was nothing written on the, on the whiteboards, apparently. So um, uh, no spoilers in this, in this report. Um, so I wonder, you know, the, uh, the tinfoil uh, tin hat uh, in me uh, wonders if maybe because they made uh, an effort to not show any whiteboards with stuff written on them in this episode, if the stuff that was written on the whiteboards in the previous episodes was actually true. It's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a studio tour. We got um, a studio report, including some really cool images of new weapons, uh, clean and dirty. Have, have you seen uh, Have you seen uh, uh, that part of the ATV? I did not know. Mm. It was interesting because um, they were showing uh, the different, like the damage states, and then like you know when the weapon is, you know, I guess I don't know what the technical term, but they're shaders or, or what they are, but um, it's just amazing the fidelity and you know right down to there's a scuff on on the side of your assault rifle. It's just it's really um, really just astounding. Um, from the QA guy, we got to see a ragdoll simulator, which I believe should be a smartphone app because I would totally play it. It was pretty, <laughs> it was hilarious. I, they they use it to uh, to uh, test, uh, I guess, physics grids yeah. and, and such. But uh, it was pretty funny watching all the ragdolls bouncing around this uh, this big uh, room that they created. Uh, there was some cool uh, visual effects stuff, and then more grim hex. This is going to be so cool. You know, it's in an asteroid, Jimmy. Uh, I, I, that, that is where I will be spending all of my time. Um, if anybody <laughs> needs me, I will be at Grim Hex. Well, I hope we can spawn there. I mean, I hope that, you know, like when you go into the universe uh, gives menu you option. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a choice. I hope you can spawn there because it sounds like it could be really tough getting there, um, you know, with, uh, with uh, folks like Dietrich lurking about in the, uh, in the shadows. That's my second Dietrich uh, shout out of the uh, of the show. Mm-hmm. For those of you scoring at home, um, so anyway, um, uh, it's uh, we're going. I guess the deal with the with the weapons free zones because we had talked about that or, or on a previous show. For now, is going to be uh, no weapons inside the station. But when you're outside the station or on the other side of an airlock, then uh, your business is your business, and uh, so. I can hear my mom now. No roughhousing inside the station. Rumpus so. time is over. <laughs> that too. Um, and so there's going to be landing pads in the front of the base or of the of the station, and then there are going to be hangars in the back. So, it's so now like a mullet in space. <laughs> Business up space front, mullet. party in the back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, if you park in a hangar, your ship will be safe from the other players. So, it, but not so if you just uh, park on a landing pad, kind of like it is at Korea now. If you park um, on a landing pad at Korea, there's going to be there's going to be some some uh, <clears throat> individual that comes along and just blows up your ship. It's going to happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. For the lulls. Um, for the lulls. And um, uh, so that's um, that was real exciting to see that. You know, the the, the visuals are are just absolutely astounding. So, um, looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, the next episode of ATV was uh, the uh, the inaugural episode of season three. So season three of ATV, yay, LA. There should be a tune that goes along with that. It should be. Um, Sandy and Chris, uh, Chris Roberts, um, they hosted. And according to Chris, the new format for the ATV is going to be as follows. 
Each week is going to have a weekly studio report that will rotate between each of our four studios, a rotating segment which will focus either on chips, environments, characters, visual effects, or props. And finally, each episode will have a deep dive on a feature that is up and coming for Star Citizen and or the Squadron 42. I'm telling you, so? they're ready. They, they, they've, they've overcome major blockers. Uh, the, all the work that they've had to keep under wraps is now coming out. So you, you see it in everything that they're doing. They're, getting, they're now finally able to start getting in front of what Star Citizen and Squadron 42 are. And that's really cool. Yeah. Well, he said um, he said that 2.5 should be ready for the PTU sometime this week, oh, and I am, nice. I understand that it's already been with the Evocati for for a little while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, um, I, I know a couple of Evocati, and they've told me nothing other than it's fun. <laughs> well, that's that's good. I, I wonder if that violates the, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the I NDA. Think, I think they're okay. Okay, well, let's let, let's hope so. Um, so hopefully, uh, sometime this week. And I, Jimmy, I don't think I think you and I are in the same wave. We weren't in the first wave last time, I don't think. But I think we're in the second wave. If I'm not, if I if I'm remembering correct. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what kind of an algorithm they use. Um, I haven't been playing a lot lately, just you know, life. So I don't know if I'm going to get into PTU testing. I'm assuming I will. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if I don't, it's it's not that big a deal. You know, I can wait for 2.5 to go live. I mean, one thing I've noticed with the Volcati testing is that now you're getting a much more stable version to PTU and in turn getting a quicker turnaround to uh, to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think uh, that definitely 2.4 with the... the um uh, the back-end procedural or persistence uh, mechanic definitely was a harder um, a harder nut to crack. Yeah, it was totally. harder to get that nailed down sufficiently that it could be released out to the rest of us. Um, I don't think they're going to have that, uh, that same problem with uh, 2.5 just because um, uh, essentially they're adding a new station and... Um, uh, a couple of ships, which is, is stuff that they've done before. Um, they're adding new clothing, which is something that um, um, you know is basically adding new new assets rather than adding you know uh, infrastructure right, underneath. Right, right, right. You know, me- methodological, technological. Yeah, no, that that makes that makes yeah. perfect sense, and you're absolutely right. They're they're basically it's it's almost like it, it's a an expanded iteration of uh, two point uh, two point four. Right, and so 2.6, we don't know what in addition to um, Star Marine might be included in that. Right. But I think we can probably expect a similar situation with uh, a prolonged Evocati uh, test uh, period for the 2.7 because Procedural Planets is going to be huge. Yeah, I would... Huge. If, if history repeats itself, 2.6 will be like 2.4 and 2.7 will be like 2.5. I think the other way around. Okay, I'm confused. Two point four was was big. I think I confused was myself big. with that statement. Two point seven will be big. Two point five will be small. Two point six might be small. We don't know about two point six. We're just we're just we're speculating. We're speculating. All right, um, and we uh, we got some cool stuff about atmospheric flight. They talked about the atmospheric flight model, and you know why that's cool? Because we're going to be flying in the atmosphere. That's why. That is very cool. And it's going to make a difference. Like, you know, um, the, the Gladius, I'm thinking your, your Drake Herald 
it's gonna it's gonna drop like a rock <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like You're a potato. Gonna, because it looks like a space potato, um, but you know ships like the Gladius or um, um, you know anything that has like or I'm guessing like the the uh, the Origin the 300 series that those are going to fly real pretty um, and behave you know like like um, like you might expect an airplane or a a, a craft to uh, behave in uh, atmospheric conditions you know whereas space potatoes um, like uh, like the the Herald and like the Hull series and stuff like that, those are going to you know they'll they're you're probably going to have to uh, to fly them in a different fashion. You sort of just like point at the target and then press the uh, the the drop button. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. It will be so it will, anyway. It will be interesting to see because right now um, in racing there there mm-hmm. is no there is no gravity in play there. No, you can you can stop dead. Right. You can stop dead and uh, and go into third person and take pretty pictures of yourself because I know I've done it. Right. So are we going to? Uh, I would. Are, are we? How much is gravity going to play in ship handling when they have procedural when procedural generation generated planets go live? I don't know, but um, and who was it? Was it they did? Who was it? Was it the PC games guys? Somebody has had a chance to play with that part of it, um, and uh, they said that they they in its current state. And if it was the PC games guys, remember this was back at the end of June, that they liked it better than the planetary landing mechanic for um, Elite Dangerous. Now that's not a knock on Elite. I mean, it is what it is. No, yeah, I but agree. It, it's- I, I I think that it just speaks well to. Uh, the uh, level of fidelity or the um, um, the attention to detail that is in um, uh, Star Citizen. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because like you think about it, like uh, No Man's Sky. I mean, if you look at the at the landing mechanic, my my anticipation for that is it's going to be pretty much point at planet, go forward until you uh, get to the landing area, then stop and land. Right. You know, whereas I don't think there's going to be a whole big. Um, you know, well, now I have to adjust my flaps or I have to, you know, slow down or do this or that. I, I think it's going to be pretty turnkey, um, like a video game. Uh, but um, I think for uh, Star Citizen, it's going to it's going to take some skills. And um, so uh, you might want to you might want to. Well, I guess we can't practice up on that. But we, when the time comes, we're going to want to practice up on that. True story. All right. And we got some more stuff on animations in um, in uh, the same episode. Uh, the, the base male model. He works out. You can tell. He, um, does, do you even lift, bro? He he, he lifts a lot. Um, and then ship shape. Oh my gosh, the Reliant. Um, they uh, they uh, spent some time uh, showing us some new pretty pictures on that. Uh, I don't know. It's if we you remember, but it is Jean influence, kind of like the Scout. And um, there is some cool and inter- interesting stuff to do with its multiple flight states. Uh, so there's going to be some constraints. Like you're not going to be able to land when it's in its vertical mode, um, and uh, you're not also when it's in its horizontal mode. You're not going to be able to attain top speed because uh, of the way that the um, uh, the wing, I guess it is, is in front of the engines. But uh, that may change in the future. Um, but gosh, it, it sure is a pretty ship, and, and um, I have one, so I'm looking real forward to uh, to flying it. 
Um, and I, and I, I'm kind of hoping uh, now that um, I've been, uh, you know, more attuned to the uh, to the uh, responsiveness of the uh, the flight model, that it is closer to that of the Merlin. That for the Reliant, it's closer to that of the Merlin than it is to the Cutlass. Which I'm guessing it probably will be because the Merlin was like the first finished ship, as I'm recalling. That was the one where they said, "Yep, this is done." You know, like right. put a put a sticker on it and put it out on the lot. Um, whereas, you know, ships like the Cutlass, you know, it's like you, we're getting there. Oh, I, I, I uh, rented a Cutlass recently with uh, with uh, REC uh, just because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I haven't really taken one out for a while. Let me let me rent one and just just kind of take it out and go flying and see how I feel about it. What a pig. I mean, holy <laughs> cow. I just I, I was on level one pirates and was I was just getting crushed. And I was like, nope, still not ready for yeah. prime time. I'm hoping with the Reliant that because it's coming at this point in the process that the the flight uh, model for it will oh be, yeah uh, will be better dialed in. No no no. Th- this is on the new system. You know, it's like the Cutlass, the the Aurora. Those are all like what I would what I would call legacy ships where they're part of the old architecture. Um, I think I'd seen somewhere even that Chris was talking about that there was going to be another pass through. Um, some of the older ships like the Aurora, um, you know, and so they're going to need to update all of them as well. So, you know, and get them onto the, um, the, the new way that they're designing ships. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, to sort of round out the ATV, we got a look at Grim Hex clothing. Now, Jimmy, did you get a chance to watch that? Yes. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a nap. I'll be back in about three hours. So you just <laughs> you just um, you just run wild. Yeah, no, I just I, you know the I, I'm really happy to see that we're expanding beyond the 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 formal, the, you know, using my Richard fingers, the formal design <laughs> uh, clothes and uh, getting mm-hmm. into some stuff that's a little bit more rock and roll, a little bit more you know my speed. I mean, but you know, it's also it's also it also speaks to the location where you're buying the clothes, Grim Hex. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I will absolutely be doing some shopping. So, I mean, band T-shirts. I mean, how cool is yeah, that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We need to because what are the band names? God, I remember. I forget. I forget. I forget. I forget to remember the name. Um, oh well, but I'm I'm interested to hear what these bands sound like. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, really curious to hear what music sounds like nine hundred years into the future. It's all death metal. And nothing but death all metal. The and that, all and, the time. All the time. And that's considered easy listening. That's right. For breakfast, you, you have your Cheerios and your death metal. Uh, it's funny. I When I drive into work in the morning, it's usually like trip-hop or ambient or electronica um, because I just can't. But the thing is, I like really heavy music, too. You know, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just can't in the morning. I just can't. No. Uh, it's, it's, no. it's, uh, it's on the way home. That's when I that's when I crank out the clutch or you know some Iggy Pop or uh, Queens of Stone Age or uh, Wolf Mother or any of that any any of that those genres of music it's always the drive home. <laughs> you got you got to give got to give your uh, your old ticker a, a fighting chance to get started. Oh yeah, too early, too early. And it's funny because sometimes you know you don't close out the app, um, so you get back in your car and you fire it back up again and. You know, you're not paying attention at like five thirty in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. And it's just like, Rah! and I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, your your inner uh, geriatric says, hey, turn that down. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we got an episode of Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Hades system. Uh, this episode was hosted by Ms. Uh, Sherry Heiberg. And uh, Jimmy, did you know that Hades is a system of the dead and is purported to be haunted I did a, by ghosts? I did a Quantum Drive episode uh, where I went to Hades. Did you see any ghosts? I didn't see any ghosts, but I did talk at length about, um, you know, the uh, if I remember correctly, there's two planets that were laid waste and they were basically warring planets that, that annihilated each other. Yeah. Yeah, she talks about that. There's um, uh, There was evidence of a super weapon used, right. so that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, definitely a system I'm looking forward to exploring. Oh, well, there, the system has three planets, all of which are uninhabitable, so let's go there. Yep. Just go and travel about. <laughs> all right. And we got uh, we got uh, three episodes of the Reverse the Verse since last time. We got uh, episode number 104, which was the final episode of the old format. Then we have the July Subscribers Town Hall. Uh, it used to be called the subscribers reverse the verse or something or other but uh, anyway that's a, a new format too and then uh, this last week uh, we got uh, season two episode one uh, with a new format uh, so going back to the first one first um, Disco and Tyler hosted uh, they reported that the 2.5 testing was going well and that uh, at that time that they hoped that the avocados uh, wouldn't need to hold on to it for long to get it released uh, to us uh, this, along with uh, Chris, um, uh, what Chris said uh, this week in the ATV, uh, gives us uh, encouragement for sooner than later release. Uh, so let's all hope together. Uh, then in uh, 1.4, we also learned that um, uh, sadness, 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 we learned that uh, Germach has left CIG. Um, he has been in on so many cool things. Uh, he, he did the Vanguard. Uh, concept artist uh, did the Vanguard and more recently he was doing some station stuff including I believe he, he worked on the Grim Hex um, so he's moving on to do some film work and I understand that's where the actual money is or better money is and he's also getting married soon and I know he's had some some health concerns so uh, you know major uh, you know grats on on the uh, on the impending uh, nuptials there Mr. G and, um, you know, a video game development, Jimmy, it, it's a young person's game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean, yes. Um, oh. I, had, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, hang out with Grimok, uh, in uh, when we did the, uh, the California, uh, the bar, the... the was uh, it a bar citizen? Yeah, it was bar citizen, but it was a concierge uh, event. Yes, that's right, that's right. And I had time to kind of sit and really talk to him, like... Uh, Germach and uh, and Bender were, were the were the two guys that I really spent a lot of time hanging out with, um, and they're just mm-hmm. they're just really really cool cats, and uh, yeah, and Germach was great, man, just really nice. Um, we had talked about the fact that you know that he'd been planning on getting married. He had just had knee surgery, uh, so uh, yeah, I wish him all the best, man. Just just a really nice guy, um, and you know, on to to, to bigger and uh, bigger things. Yeah, so we um, we wish him well, and we will remember him fondly when the game goes live. All right, and then, as I mentioned, we got the July Subscriber Town Hall. Uh, it was the character art team. Now, Jimmy, I didn't have time to watch this. Uh, did you uh, Did you get a chance to check it out? I did. Uh, so okay. it was interesting. There wasn't really a lot of new. Uh, you know, there, was, there were a lot of questions that they couldn't answer. Uh, somebody had asked about tattoos. They said we would like to see that, but, you know, it, it's kind of TM. 
Uh, beards, uh, facial hair will be in the game. Uh, they've already got mm-hmm. some of that together for some of their the more premier characters for Squadron Forty Two. Uh, mm-hmm. They're still they're working on hair. Hair is extremely difficult, but it's moving along. Uh, when when talking race, uh, African American uh, or African, um, you know your your standard white guy, uh, Anglo Saxon, I guess if you will, uh, they, they will their hair will be corresponding to their race. So that that's something that they're already planning for. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, and this, these are all things that we kind of knew. Initially, it's going to be you know maybe five to ten heads that you can swap out, um, and then they'll be adding more. They they said they've got somewhere in the area right now of about fifty heads. They eventually want to have about a hundred heads, and then long term, all those heads will be combined into shaders. So eventually, we'll be able to dial in our characters' look with shaders to really kind of get a closer proximity to what we want to play in game either ourselves like the narcissists like me or whatever character that you picture in your head uh, right. So, but that's way down the line first iteration is basically going to be anywhere between 5 to 10 swappable heads and then they'll continue to iterate on it from there uh, new cats uh, new cats in, uh, in this particular uh, character creation team which tells me that they're now ready to really dive into character creation. I think that, or I should say player character creation. They, they mm-hmm. have the tools to create characters, obviously. They've been doing that with Squadron 42, and, they were, uh, and, and they've been doing that just with creating NPCs. Um, so, but I don't think that they've had a team dedicated to the player creation, player character creation. And it seems like that that's finally happened. They're finally ready to get to that point. And uh, yeah, so it was three three fairly new guys to the team. Um, a couple of them had great experience. Uh, one was fresh out of college. Uh, I think he was predominantly assets. Uh, I don't forgive me. I don't remember everybody's name. Sorry. Um, and uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was informative. But there wasn't really a whole lot of new information. The biggest thing I took away from it was that they now have a team dedicated specifically to uh, player-based character creation. Good. Yeah, and we talked about that before kind of in general that as they've been building the game, they've also been building the company. And I think that that we're in a much better place with having the uh, individual teams rounded out better such that that they can do their job now. Exactly. Which is really cool. Exactly. Yeah. All right, and then in the first episode of season two of Reverse the Verse, uh, we got we have a new format. It's going to rotate between studios, just like the new ATV does. Uh, this week, so when they like they did both of them in LA. Next time it'll be in uh, both ATV and RTV will be from the same studio. It'll be a different studio. Um, uh, this week we had uh, Eric Chiron Davis and Steve Bender, and Steve discussed a bunch about animations in the game. Uh, then we uh, we checked in with Elwin uh, Bachelor. Then uh, came he then came in to discuss the forthcoming Reliant and a little bit about the Caterpillar. And then Disco made a brief appearance at the end to discuss the Big Benny's T-shirts, which are back on sale, and uh, tickets for the Gamescom event. Uh, what we were talking about at the beginning of the show that those were going on sale uh, first to the. Um, to the uh, subscribers, and then after that, uh, to uh, the uh, the rest of us. 
Um, and uh, so I, I believe as of now, and I haven't checked to see if there are any still available, but I believe as of now that they're available to anyone uh, who would like to go. So if you're, if you're over in that part of the world and, and you got nothing to do on the 19th, or even if you do have something to do, postpone it and go to the, uh, go to the uh, CIG event instead. Um, now, to be honest, Jimmy, I, I, I miss the old RTV. Um, I know this is only the first episode of this new format, but the old, the old format was much more spontaneous. Um, I like the community team just hanging out and interacting with us fans. Um, I get that maybe they don't have time to do that, but you know, on the other side of it, they're pulling developers away from what they're doing to do this new format. And I just I miss the spontaneity, and I miss the just the kind of casual hanging out, kind of like we do on our community show, just the kind of hanging out and you know discussing um, kind of what's going on for us and, and uh, some broad topics of of conversation. Uh, so um, you know I'm hoping maybe they can they can sort of take it back the other way, uh, maybe and and as I was uh, sort of made an allusion to allusion to. Um, earlier in the show uh, when Ben comes back I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to remain involved with RTV and that uh, he can kind of uh, uh, pull that rudder back towards uh, something that um, was one of my favorite things to uh, to uh, watch every week yeah no I, I, understand, I absolutely understand where you're coming from um, what I'm really curious about is how much of this content is going to be cut when the game uh, when both games go live yeah. Uh, you know, are we well, are we going to yeah. see? You know what I mean? Like it's it's once that stuff is done and we're just kind of in your normal, you know, the game's been released and you know there are just smaller patches and then there's you know expansions. Let's say they go that route every six months to a year, every two years. You know how much how much of this content will be spun down? You know, they'll I I have a feeling they've kind of already set a precedent and I think we'll always see some level of communication on a weekly um, you know, and, and monthly basis. But I would imagine that they're going to spin down at least some of the content because they're really just... It's a lot of content that they put out every week because it's a crowdfunded game, because they want people to be aware of everything that they're working on. But once that stuff is out... Well, I mean, the, all of that content is created is created using the money that us subscribers pay, Correct. and it, right. you know, it was you know, and that was the intention of it from the beginning. Now, I believe that the old format of RTV would be a more when we get to that point in time where everything is release and 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 out. Um, then I believe that the old format of RTV is the more appropriate weekly yeah. program to have yeah. uh, because because it is more casual and it is uh, coming from uh, uh, the player's perspective um, or you know for people that are interacting with the players the community team they're interacting with the players and of course you know what's what's you know what's being talked about as coming up in in the future that's still appropriate because that's what that's what we want to talk about yeah, that's you know totally. we're, we're talking about what we're doing what we the amount of time we spend talking about what we've been doing in game will increase relative to the amount of time we talk about what we want to do in the future in the game. But we'll still talk about both of those things. Right. And so I don't. I think that um, the more casual environment is a better vehicle for that. So anyway, um, you know, it's um, it's a, a pretty um, a pretty silly thing to to uh, to complain about. So I'm going to stop. But um, <laughs> I hope uh, I hope that 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 we don't lose that spontaneity. So. 
Um, real quick before we go, Jimmy, we're coming up uh, close to it, but um, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, some updates to um, the No Man's Sky, um, just because I'm so excited about it, and uh, it is uh, hopefully coming out pretty soon here. Um, so um, I think what we talked about last time we talked about this is that um, they had gone gold um, and that um, uh, what was wasn't there some sort of a controversy? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Um, but um, the most recent controversy is, is that, um, uh, according to an article that I read in Kotaku, uh, the very heart of No Man's Sky, the uh, the formula behind its procedural generation engine, may this is their assertion may be the intellectual property of a botanist named Johann Gillis. Oh, that's not good. Now, yeah, supposedly during an interview last year, Sean Murray, who's the sort of the face of Hello Games or at least of No Man's Sky, stated that he had in fact used Gilas's super formula. What he used it for, in what context, that that was sort of unclear. Um, and Gilas's company, um, I believe he's in Holland, um, uh, Genie Cap, um, uh, uh, his company and Hello Games, as of the time of the article, had not uh, had not been in communication about this issue. Um, so then there was another article subsequently um, that came out in Forbes magazine, or online magazine, uh, in which we learned uh, a little bit more um, uh, context for these sorts of situations. Uh, mathematical equations in and of themselves are not patentable. I did not know this, but I guess that's what it makes sense. Well, it's a universal, a universal law. You know, you can't patent one plus one equals two because one plus one equals two. Right. Um, Nobody came up with that applic- idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should go patent. I should. Um, Applications of of mathematical equations are uh, patentable, but um, the idea itself may not be. You know, it's so it may be um, that No Man's Sky's engine logic was inspired to some extent by uh, Gilas's work. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but it isn't actually, but it could be that it was inspired by the work, but they're not actually using the man's formula itself. Um, so I don't know. You know, this stuff gets so complicated and we have, you know, we're not there. We have so little information. The information we have came from the Internet. So there you the, go. Um, the, 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 the missus uh, is very excited for No Man's Sky. Uh, she's like, I can't wait to play No Man's Sky with you. And I'm like, but we're never going to see each other. And she's like, exactly. That's what makes it so fun. I'm like, wow. <laughs> thanks, honey. Love you, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, great. I'm like, so let me understand you correctly. Because we've been we've been trying to find a game that we can play together. Because, I mean, we met playing Star Wars Galaxies. We played World of Warcraft for years together. Um, we play tested a number of games, Dungeons & Dragons, Guild Wars, you know, back in the day. And, you know, we live together now, so we don't play together quite as much. And Ashley's been spending a lot more time doing console gaming than she has PC gaming. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot. And the frustrating thing is that, like, you know, we can play Helldivers together with our friends. We can play Diablo together with our friends on console. But we can't play Overwatch together, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of games like that 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 are just first person. Splatoon, for example. You know, she loves Splatoon. Mm -hmm. We can't play that together. And so we've been really trying to figure out what we could play together. And, you know, and she had mentioned No Man's Sky. That's what I was like. Well, we're never going to see each other. That's not really the point. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and, and go through the content in the new WoW expansion. Uh, you know, oh we're not going to get into, like, real hardcore rating. We're not going to be playing WoW. Like, you know, we're going to do, like, one night a week. We'll get together with a few friends of ours that also play WoW. Um, and we'll run through the content, maybe do some instances here and there. But we're not going to get, like, all hardcore into it again. But I just want to play something with my wife, you know? 
Well, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, no, No Man's Sky is not it. So, you know. So anyway, it's not really sure what's going on. It gets really complicated, um, which is probably why patent law is a thing um, that people get paid to do. Um, so th- this issue is going to be continued, obviously, um, though uh, apparently uh, Jenny Cap or Jeannie Cap uh, has made it clear that they are not not interested in delaying the game's release. Oh, that's, so that's cool. very good. Yeah. That's very good. So, um, but um, the latest, uh, the newest uh, controversy, uh, we have an update. Um, a Mr. Poopy McPoopface uh, got himself a copy of the game early and posted spoilers oh, all up on the really? internet. Yeah. He claims to have beaten the game in just about 30 hours. How do you um, beat the game? If well, there's no beginning middle or end it's an exploration game well i guess there there is a goal to make it to the center of the galaxy Ah, okay Um, well if that's all you're gonna do then i would imagine that you could get there in 30 hours well i i get you know wanting to play the game early and i even get he apparently paid a ridiculous amount of money uh and bought the the copy of the game for for console off of uh, ebay uh but i what i don't get is why you got to be that guy and uh Taint the launch totally. day experience for all the rest of us for the you know? for the lulls, which gets really old. Yeah, I, so I hope you're happy with yourself, Mister McPoopface. Um, and uh, in the and also in that same article, which I will not be posting a link to, uh, there was also an annoying note about the PC release release of the game. Um, now, according to my Steam page right now, the game is still scheduled to unlock for PC on um, a week from tomorrow, so on the uh, the ninth of August. However, uh, Hello Games has updated their website to say that the PC release won't be until the 12th, Friday the 12th, which I totally don't get. Interesting. Um, we're this close to, you know, this close to the end, I mean, it can't be that they're, you know, they're holding it three days to, like, to do what? Um, so, anyway, that, that's sort of annoying on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, fringe or on the edge here of, uh, of Mr. McPoopface, but still, anyway, it's only about a week away, and there's so much excitement for, um, uh, for this game because, you know, uh, along with uh, Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen, it's sort of seen as uh, one of the major uh, forces in the return to um, uh, space sim games. You know, as as like being like a, a real serious thing, yeah. and um, so lots of excitement uh, on the horizon. Uh, but um, you know, we shall we shall see. And so, don't post don't post don't post spoilers. Yeah, no spoiler it. posting. No posting of the spoilers. <laughs> All right, so two point five to PTU. Please, 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 sometime soon. Oh yeah, seriously, um, serious business. Come on, make it happen. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and so, goodengine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Thank you, Mr. Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your music. Do check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. And remember, we are available on the Google Play Music. You can reach the podcast by email. We are comms at versecast.org. On the Twitters, we are at versecast. And be sure to use that hashtag TGWS. On RSI, RSI, Star Citizen Organization, can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. 
On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Now is the time on Sprockets when we bounce. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Sprockets. Touch my monkey. Yes. Touch touch it. Touch my monkey. <laughs> I touch my monkey. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me most chatty over at uh, on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, all of my other contact information is in the show notes. And every Thursday night at 9 p.m. PST and Saturday at 1 p.m., you can catch my show over on the base, uh, Quantum Drive. It's a mix of lore and music. Uh, I use the music to tell as much of a story as I do the lore. Uh, this past week, uh, I was wondering what you thought of this week's this past week's episode, Gleep. Uh, basically, for those of you out in podcast land, um, my wife is a character in the show. In the show, uh, her name is Azriel, and so Azriel and I decided it was time to take a vacation, and we went to uh, the Helio system. We went to Tangaroa, which is a water world. And all of the music was, um, yeah. So we had some, I had some surf music. Um, exactly. Uh, surf music, summery music. It was kind of my uh, my summer episode. It was, it was kind of an opportunity to break from uh, the stuff that I traditionally play and just do some stuff, some other stuff that I like uh, and, and kind of have a different tone to the show. Um, so it was just kind of a fun, you know, we talked about uh, the, the different activities and, and the different um, in vogue things that people do on Tangaroa, uh, like uh, temporary uh, resorts that disappear into the sea and stuff like that. And what did you think? It happens. Did you enjoy the uh, show? I did. I did. I, it made me, um, I actually, oh gosh, it was my, back a few years ago, I saw the Mr. Dick Dale uh, playing in a very small club in uh, in Portland. Um, and I got to go just like stand right in front of him and watch him play his guitar for an hour. Such it was a pretty good cool. guitar player. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. So I, it reminded me of those simpler times, Jimmy. Nice, nice. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I, I got some really good feedback on it. It was a very different show. At, at le- I like to at least do one or two shows per season that are are radically different than the norm and just kind of explore different genres of music. Um, and I'm glad that everyone enjoyed the show. So yeah. You know, if you if you're a fan of it, or if you're if you are listening or trying to pick up on it for the first time, um, it is a live broadcast. It's like old timey radio. Uh, there is no place. It's not a podcast. I use copywritten music, uh, Dick Dale, for example. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's like you got to tune in. And so every Thursday night, nine p.m., and every Saturday, one p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right then. Until next time, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. Oh, my God.